Welcome to the Hometown Bluegrass Show weekly podcast presented by Allen Music Shop. Co-hosts Tim Batts and 20-time bluegrass guitar player of the year Josh Williams will talk about the latest bluegrass news, interview folks in the industry, and give you lighthearted stories and music tips along the way. Now, here's Tim and Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, 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 Mordecai. Man, I love that, Mordecai. I love that intro music, man. That's a good song, That's man. one of my favorite songs. I just love it. When we was trying to decide what to play for an intro, I thought, man, I wonder if we can make Mordecai work. <laughs> well, I'm glad we did. I, me too, man. That's one of my favorites. It is sure. a good one, man. It is a good one. Sure Very is. Good. Well, here we are on the Hometown Bluegrass Show presented by Allen Music Shop. Dot com. Downtown Paducah, Kentucky, on the banks of the Ohio River. And it's finally warmed up a little bit on us here. And uh, Josh has uh, been busy, man. He's, uh, it's warm here, but it was real warm where you were, wasn't it? Well, one of those days was oh. really warm. <laughs> oh, the day in Florida, right? The day in Florida was pretty nice. It was about, I don't know, I think it ended up being about 70 degrees, but it was pretty awesome, man. Oh. Um, the evening was a little chilly. Yeah. Just because it was, you know, I mean, it was pretty humid and yeah. stuff, you know, but we got... Let's see, we drove from there, we spent the night in uh, Savannah, Georgia, and then by the time that we got to uh, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, Ooh. big temperature change, cool. man. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, I bet. So you were down playing, what is it, the Palatka? Yes, Blue we were Palatka. Festival. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so you played there, what, Saturday? This past Friday? Uh, Friday. Friday. Friday, yeah. And we were in Asheville at the Bluegrass First Class. Uh, is that there. a new festival? Or? No, it's been around a long it? time. I hadn't heard in of that In fact, the, uh, the guy that uh, books it and promotes it and stuff, his name's Milton Harkey, and he was the road manager for the Bluegrass Album Band. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, well, I texted back, don't it? Man. Yeah. Well, he's been around a while. He has been, man. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, y'all had a good time it's, uh, with Josh's new band, Southern Legacy. So I It guess was amazing. We had such a good time. That was your first festival as a as a group, right? First festival weekend, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was two festivals in one weekend, and I've forgotten how much I miss it, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. So, so good to see those folks out yeah. there again, man. Oh, I bet. I bet. For those of you who don't know, Josh has been off the road for a couple of years and toured with Rhonda Vincent in the Rage for many years and, and took a couple of years off be with his kids and still is and works a job here around Paducah yep. area. Or, yep. But uh, trying to get back out on the road a little bit and, and uh, touring with a great group. Tell them about Southern Legacy, who all's in that. So uh, Southern Legacy is an idea that Don and I had, gosh, we started talking about this thing years ago, man. And uh, uh, so Don Rigsby and I are the ones uh, that kind of sort of came up with the idea. But, man, we have just fallen in with the right guys, man. We've got Mike Anglin playing bass uh, from up around Berea, Kentucky. And uh, let's see, uh, Ron Block from Allison Krausing Union mm-hmm. Station. Uh, uh, he's playing banjo and guitar with us. And uh, Steve Thomas is playing fiddle. And he's been on the road, gosh. What a pedigree this guy's got because um, when he was young, he went with the Lost and Found. And then uh, after that, he went with uh, the Osborne Brothers and he played with Jim and Jesse. And I mean, he's played mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of great bluegrass artists. But then he went on the road with, uh, gosh, for like 25 years, he was on the road doing country. So he was with Brooks and Dunn and Aaron Tippin and, and uh, you know, you name it, he's played with them. Yeah. So he's even got himself, he even played on uh, Aaron Tippin's first number one. Wow. Ain't nothing wrong with the radio. That's that's Steve playing fiddle <laughs> Ain't on that. Nothing wrong with the radio. <laughs> that's the one, man. Yeah. 
I wonder if he wore tight jeans like Aaron wore. Oh, I guarantee he did, because he came from uh, the the world of Barbara Mandrell, so I'm sure he's oh, got yeah. the tight jeans, and I know he's no got doubt. the dance moves. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's cool. Dude, it was so much fun. What a great weekend. What a great weekend. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time, and um, it's so good to uh, see you back on the road again. I'm sure it was cool to see all the fans again. Man, it was great. That's awesome. It was great. Well... We love doing the, the hometown bluegrass show for you guys here, and uh, so glad to uh, to have Josh with us on that. And um, so um, there's uh, we were looking at bluegrass today. Uh, just like to give you guys a heads up on any uh, bluegrass news that's uh, that's current and going on. And um, you know, one thing we noticed that uh, the sideline uh, the, the band was Steve Dilling and Skip Cherry Holmes that. Kind of came off the road and semi-retired or whatever. They're back in the studio cutting more music. So I guess it's uh, still to see whether or not they're going to make a go of it again or not. I don't know. I don't know either. I thought they were done. I, I, did, I did too. Come off the road, but it looks like they're still doing stuff, man. I guess that bluegrass music gets in you, man. You can't keep a good band down. <laughs> see? You're, you're a testimony to that, see? That's right, man. You just come off the road and got to get back at it again. It gets in your blood, don't it? Oh, it really does, man. Did you see that big write-up about uh, Bluegrass First Class celebrates big year in 2024? No, I did not. Man, there is a, uh, a write-up on there. Uh, and I think this may have been a few days ago now, but I mean, it was talking about the weekend. Um, uh, but anyway, there was this real good looking bunch of guys on the cover photo there of that story. And I didn't know if you. <laughs> Man, yeah, that guy in the middle looks familiar there. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. Man. So it well, was cool, cool. man. That and cool. we we uh, we just found out that they're going to do a cover story on us in Bluegrass Unlimited. That's awesome, man. Fun, dude. Fun, fun Heck times. Yeah, that's real cool. Maybe you'll make the cover. I do hope so. <laughs> That'd be good publicity for sure. So, well, we um, here at the Hometown Bluegrass Show decided, you know what? We are the Hometown Bluegrass Show, so why not spotlight? your hometown or our hometown so what we'd like to do there's tons of great hometowns out there that are just great bluegrass towns you know towns that either uh, birth some bluegrass people or just have a great festival or what's going on but uh it's uh, we're going to start with the uh some towns just have bluegrass like uh songs written about them that's true <laughs> you know? yeah so what we would like for you to do is get on our Facebook page, the Hometown Bluegrass Show. Tell us about your hometown. If you if you have a cool hometown that's just full of great bluegrass music or, or really any kind of just good good music like that, we want to hear about it. We'll uh, try to spotlight it. So tonight we're going to talk about Josh's hometown, which is Benton, Kentucky. If you've never been to Benton, Kentucky, it's right there in the heart of Marshall County in the Kentucky Lake Lake Barkley area, which is a very popular. Most people have heard of that. So, uh, so what was it like growing up in Benton, Kentucky? Well, um, it was probably just the same as it would have been any other town normally. But uh, you know, music bit me pretty pretty mm-hmm. uh, young. So I, I started playing music at a very young age. You know, um, the funny thing is, is when I was in um, elementary school. The uh, the kids and stuff that I was going to school with, I mean, they all knew I started to play. I mean, I was playing the banjo for the most part all mm-hmm. the time. I started, I was in third grade, I was playing banjo. And, uh, of course, you know, that always got the, the you know, the little stabs and the jokes and all right, that kind of right. stuff, you know. And, and uh, the funny thing was, was 
you know, I was playing several instruments by the time we were in high school and had already been on the road quite a bit and done a lot of stuff, worked at Opryland already by that mm-hmm. point and everything. And, uh, you know, come junior and senior year, all those cats that were laughing at me when we were younger always <laughs> wanting me to be like, hey, man, can you can you show me how to play this on the guitar? <laughs> all oh, that kind man. of stuff. But, uh, I mean, it was fun, man. Yeah. My, my, uh, my grandfather uh, lived on the lake. You know, so we oh, yeah. uh, we were on Kentucky Lake all the time, and uh, yeah. that's where I learned how to fish and all that kind of stuff, and spent a lot of time with my grandpa and my uncle, mm-hmm. uh, my mom's brother. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, cool. Well, I think a lot of people think of Benton; they think of the uh, the square. You know, a lot, it's that typical hometown look where it's got the courthouse square. You know, and so uh, you you, you got to go one way around that. <laughs> Every time I'm in Benton, it's like, oh, I got to wrong one, one way street it only goes a, one way yeah, yeah so, you can only uh, go around it one and, way and your dad promoted the bluegrass festival for many years they had there and uh, he did uh, so that, that got it, to be a pretty big deal you know yeah. I mean, when they started doing that uh gosh i don't even remember the first time uh or who even played the first one but um man there was a lot of folks just about everybody that was touring at that time uh, you know, played that. I mean, that's how we got to be such good friends with so many people in the business. I mean, my dad got to be uh, uh, friends with all of the bands and their promoters and their their uh, booking agents and stuff. You know, and uh, it really helped my career. You know, mm-hmm. being able to. You know, of course, a lot of the time he was referred to as Josh's dad. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, but. It was always funny because that's always what he'd say. So this is Tony Williams, Josh's dad. <laughs> every time, you know. Oh, and uh, but my dad was every bit as into the you know into the bluegrass scene as I was. Just because I played, he immediately went to the other end of it of the the promoter side of it, you know. And and uh, that became like a pretty well known thing. And we mm-hmm. would have three, four bands every year you know yeah it was a blast well that's cool man it um is it's a great music town i mean we've got um the music venue we're a part of you know that we serve on the board for the kentucky opry and um they're one of our sponsors here and then um uh also uh, one of our sponsors puckett's jewelry is right there on the square in benton and so um but if you never get a chance to come to the benton area the kentucky lake area uh, the land between the lakes is just beautiful, so you'll definitely want to come, and you can always hear some great music around there. So. That's right, that's right. And there's there's talk that they may end up uh, bringing the old bluegrass on the square back. Yeah, so well, that'd uh, be great. I know uh, 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 I and some other folks in the association back about a year ago, you know, started talking about it again, and I know mm-hmm. it came up in one of our meetings. You remember? Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, yeah, we can get everything everybody together yep. you know let's let's make that happen that would be amazing absolutely well, and i know it would be good for you know my dad's memory oh absolutely yeah that that'd be cool to do it in his honor for sure so he did so much to promote bluegrass music in this yeah. area you know and it was honestly when i first started playing there wasn't much of it around at all really really wasn't not around yeah. this part i mean you can go over to the eastern side and there was, mm-hmm. it was everywhere yeah. you know but just, you know, just wasn't a whole lot here. Yeah. And then the first time that we went to IBMA, which it was still in Owensboro, Kentucky at the time, man, that just changed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that changed him, that changed me, everything. Yeah. It was a whole nother, another outlook on life. It is funny, the difference in bluegrass music from one end of the state to the other, you know. When yeah. At the Steel Drivers concert, 
the band that opened for them is our friends, uh, Wheelhouse Rousters. Well, Nathan Lynn, who you give us some um, mm-hmm. guitar lessons, um, he mentioned from the stage that very thing. He said, you know, we're trying to bring bluegrass back to western Kentucky and right here in this river country where we live. He said... Uh, we're river billies instead of hillbillies. I thought that was so funny. I never heard it called that before. River billies. But, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Well, Benton, Kentucky is a great place. Uh, that's the hometown we're featuring this week. So, uh, again, if you've got a great music town, uh, your hometown, um, please, we want to hear about it. Just look us up on Facebook at the Hometown Bluegrass Show and uh, send us a message or just leave us a comment on there. And uh, we'd love to hear about it. So, Absolutely. Speaking of Facebook, I don't even know if I've told you this, Josh, but uh, Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers um, put on a bluegrass festival every year. You've probably been mm-hmm. to it. I know yeah, you have, yeah. Industrial Strength Bluegrass Festival. Mm-hmm. Well, Daniel Mullins, uh, Joe's son, um, hosts a podcast called The Walls of Time and, uh, and uh, has a great podcast there, so check that out. But he has given us uh, two free tickets to give away for this um for this festival coming up in March. So um, awesome. in order to win, all you've got to do is go to the Hometown Bluegrass Show and simply leave us a message or a comment as to what you love about bluegrass music. And we're going to draw on February the 29th. Uh, it is a leap year this year, so we got one extra day in February. Uh, so uh, this festival is March the uh, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And it's in Wilmington, Ohio. And if you want to... Uh, free tickets to that festival. I mean, there's a great lineup from Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers, Donnie Ulysses, Authentic Unlimited, Darren and Brooke Aldridge, Carson Peters, Daly and Vincent, Jerry Sally, Poe Ramblin' Boys, and the list goes on and on. And uh, it's a great three-day festival. And the cool part is it's indoors. So uh, free, free tickets. So uh, just give us a message on Facebook. Tell us why you love bluegrass music, and you could be chosen to win uh, free tickets to the Industrial Strength Bluegrass Festival. That's right. That's so, awesome. So um, be sure and uh, and enter today. You know, you said that about uh, being a leap year. Did you know, and I heard this this morning, <laughs> and I can't believe this is even a thing, but I guess they're talking about um, the next leap, uh, leap year, they're going to skip it. What? And then the following, the one after that, they're going to have a February the 30th. Shut up. <laughs> I swear I heard Where did this. You hear that My at? mother told me this stuff this morning. She literally had heard it on the radio right before she told me. Oh, and I couldn't believe it. it. I thought that's the silliest thing that I've ever crazy. heard. That is crazy. That is crazy. Well, I guess stranger things have happened, maybe. <laughs> I guess I mean, so. Well, I keep hearing we're doing away with the daylight savings time, but I haven't seen that yet either. I don't so think I don't, that's going to happen anymore. Not? I think okay, they dropped yeah. that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Who knows, who, dude? Who knows, man? I just live. We just like to live and play music. So. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, well, we got a great show coming up for you. Uh, stay tuned with us because uh, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, um, Josh is going to show you how uh, the song um, that he played for years, I've Forgotten You, with Rhonda Vincent. Uh, it's a beautiful song. Uh, Josh did the mandolin intro on that. And uh, he's going to show you how to do that or tell you how to do that. And uh we're going to uh, play a little bit of that for you and give you a little mandolin lesson on uh, this episode. And then we got a great interview coming up after that with uh, Mr. Dalton Harper. Uh, so oh, we got the we got the city life going yeah, on out there. Yeah, we're we're downtown, <laughs> high atop the uh, hometown uh, radio towers here in Paducah. So uh, uh, we got the, the men in blue after somebody. So 
dun, dun, dun. That's right. But y'all stay tuned. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back right after this Don't message. Don't miss it if you can. Allen Music, located in historic downtown Paducah, Kentucky, is your source for fine guitars and all types of acoustic instruments. At Allen Music, we are experienced and enthusiastic players of everything we offer. Allen Music is family owned and has been serving musicians since 1976. So stop by and thank them for supporting bluegrass music. Allen Music, 215 Kentucky Avenue, downtown Paducah, or check them out online at allenmusicshop.com. The Kentucky Opry provides clean, family, year-round entertainment. Come see one of our great shows, like our free bluegrass and gospel shows each and every month. The Kentucky Opry also brings in big-name comedians and entertainers like Lori Morgan, Shenandoah, the Kentucky Headhunters, Colin Ray, the Malpas Brothers, and many more. Visit them at KentuckyOpry.com or call the box office at 270-527-3869. Unlimited Graphics in LaCenter, Kentucky is a full-service advertising specialty product company specializing in custom printing, screen printing, embroidery, and promotional products. Our job is to make your job easier. For almost 40 years, we have been serving customers all across America and would welcome the opportunity to earn your business no matter where you're located. Visit us online at unlimitedgraphics.com and remember, promoting your business is our business. Custom Automotive in Calvert City, Kentucky has been a family-operated business for over 50 years. When you call Custom Automotive, you'll talk to an experienced tire and wheel expert. They install wheels and tires on thousands of vehicles every year in addition to their online sales. Stop by and thank them for supporting bluegrass music. Custom Automotive, Highway 62, Calvert City, Kentucky, 270-395-7611. Or visit them online at customautoonline.com. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Hometown Bluegrass Show, presented by Allen Music Shop. Com. We're glad to be right here inside Allen Music Shop recording this podcast each and every week for you. And so thankful for uh, Brandon Allen and all his people and his family and staff that run this place. And so um, uh, we like to do a little music tip segment each and every podcast. And so. Um, this week, I thought it'd be cool. I asked Josh if he would grab a mandolin off the shelf, and they uh, just traded for a really, really nice Eastman mandolin and um, that you can come down here and play and buy for $1,300, looks like. So this is a pretty nice mandolin. Got some pearl inlay on there. and uh, <clears throat> I've never understood about stores or anything like that. It's never... Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Twelve ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. It sounds better, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I've yep. never understood that. <laughs> I haven't either. But anyway. But uh this uh this part of the show uh, I thought uh, Josh and uh Rhonda Vincent's done a great song with Josh for years and years and uh the song is called I've Forgotten You. Many of you have probably heard it and um it's one of my favorite songs and uh but the mandolin intro on this song is just um, really fabulous, and um, Josh, uh, you did it, didn't you? On I the did. Original yeah. recording. I was the original. Yeah. She always credited me for coming up with this, and I don't don't remember remember coming up with this. <laughs> um, I remember playing something kind of sort of similar to what they had. Yeah. But I I know it wasn't 
you know, as much as what we got going on on this thing. Yeah. But, you know, it was it was a it was a kind of a different thing. You know, yeah. um, cross picking on a mandolin is not an easy thing to be able to do. You know, I mean, right. it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, well, that's what this song's all about: cross picking on the intro. And Jesse it? McReynolds, I am not on the mandolin. <laughs> let me just say. Well. So what if you recommend it for somebody wanting to maybe learn the intro to this song, any tips at all that, that you could give them on? Uh, we're going to do it in the key of D. Or, yes, you know, it's in the key of D. I'm going to strum the guitar chords, and Josh is going to play the intro. But, I mean, it's just kind of cross-picking the melody, isn't it? I mean... Kind of, sort of. There was like a... Uh, it was a walk-down run that the thing was doing... Uh, on the original, uh, like the work tape, and I just kind of came up with the uh, with the type of thing, you yeah. know, where I'm just literally. Right. That's all I'm doing, so, you know. So it's in the key of D. You're playing uh, the high string and just kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just. When we get done playing this for you, folks, I will. Um, I'll record his uh, hands video in this, and we'll put it on our Facebook page, and you can go check it out. So um, yeah. let's play it a little bit and just show him the intro, how it sounds. Yeah. And Tim's going to be Rhonda here, so. Yeah. Not near as pretty, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, my friend. That's so. right. Oh, here we go. So. to the solo um this was originally recorded on a live album you know on the raging live album that came out uh, mm -hmm. we recorded that in uh 2004 it was released on in uh, 2005 the solo that i ended up playing on this was literally happened by accident oh really why is <laughs> that because i didn't know what i was going to play oh, we never really worked up anything yeah. as far as that goes so just one of the many takes that we made of this particular song, I had this idea because it was the I've forgotten you, I've forgotten every single time you kiss me, I don't miss him like you think I do. I've forgotten you, I have me and it felt like it's what you are born to do. Thing, you know, which yeah. is really just double time is all I'm right, doing. Right. So yeah. it's just us walking up a scale, kind of like halfway back down and then back up. Mm -hmm. That's the lick. But when you when, you know when you have it in context, uh, uh, You know, I mean, that's really all it was, but it just came out 
it literally worked perfectly. Yeah, you know, and oh, it uh, does. It, it's so beautiful and uh, to hear it on the re- live recording or the on the recording original recording. Is yeah, just and amazing. You know, she she did a uh, music video to it as well, and it was taken from the live recording, but they were able to. Uh, somehow or another, like take the audience out of it, so you didn't know it was a live tune. It was the weirdest oh, thing. It's okay. like you would think there was still like be bleeding over or yeah. something, and there wasn't. It was huh. really cool. But she did That's a video. Cool. She went out to Colorado and they filmed this video. And then afterwards, when they were um, leaving to go back to, I think I'm not sure if these folks were from California or where they were. Anyway, they let the uh, camera and the film and everything go through the x-ray machine. Oh. And, of course, it damaged the film. Oh, my Lord. So all of that footage that they had shot had, like, these weird lights and these... Discoloration. Sp- yeah, discoloration and, like, oh. spots and all this. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. So they were able to go back, and she uh, basically shot, like, a second video for it where she's like just kind of sitting around and singing and watching these old videos. Mm-hmm. So they were able to turn the original stuff oh, okay. into what looked like she was watching old old videos off of an old reel-to-reel <laughs> video camera. <laughs> That's a cool story. It was so cool, man. It ended That's up creative. being great. And, what, and I, that makes sense because the songs I've forgotten you, so it's like she's kind of thinking the back. You know. Exactly. So, exactly. Well, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So And, and obviously the song I've forgotten you, it's 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 a play on words because the, the meaning is right. she hasn't. Right. You know? Exactly. I mean, like she can't. Yeah. yeah you got to hear the words. That, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Let's see. What else was I going to say about it? Because um, uh, I was trying to think of something else, and I can't. It slipped my mind now. But anyway, um, it was going to be profound too, Tim. You know that, right? Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. If you were going to say it, it was. I mean, it was legendary in my own mind. I know it. I could see the smoke coming out of your ears, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Oh man, that don't happen often. I know it. All right. Well, there's the uh, musical portion of the show right there. Yep. And, and just uh, to make it complete, let's do a little more tuning. There you go. That's right. You can't have a mallet in your hand unless you're tuning it. So, But it is nice to be here at Allen Music and just pull a, a brand new Martin D28 off the shelf that uh, you can own for... Uh, $3,200 or $31.99. I'm $31.99. Sorry. $99.99. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or this uh, slightly used Eastman that is in pristine condition. Very beautiful. It's, look how pretty that is. Yeah, that's, man. A, that's a nice man. That is a really pretty so man. Check out our Facebook page. I'll, uh, I'll shoot a quick video of Josh doing that little intro, and you can practice it and learn it. Learn to play it just like Josh Williams right there. Yeah, if so, you want to. That's right. When we come back, we're going to talk to Skyline recording artist Dalton Harper. So you guys hang with us, and we'll be back right after this. For over 50 years, Puckett's Jewelry in Benton, Kentucky has been a trusted choice for fine jewelry that will last a lifetime and help you celebrate life's most precious moments. The new owners, Bart and Hannah Lewis, are excited to continue the Puckett's Jewelry legacy in Marshall County and are proud to support bluegrass music. Puckett's Jewelry on the square in Benton, Kentucky. Visit them online at PucketsJewelry.com. The Duck Blind, located in Barlow, Kentucky, is your neighborhood restaurant, bar, and grill. Stop by and try their burgers, the shotgun fixings, 
the Greenhead Taco Salad, or the Pintail Pizza. They also are a full-service spirit store with a drive-through. It's a great family atmosphere with live music on the back patio. The Duck Blind Barn Grill in Barlow, Kentucky. The Lake House Inn at Sled Creek has undergone complete renovation in 2023. Our outdoor space is unlike any other at Kentucky Lake. With two in-ground pools, 18 rooms, and four cabins, we're just a stone's throw away from Kentucky Dam. If you're looking to make memories with your family, this nostalgic inn is for you. Welcome to your lake house, where modern meets rustic and becomes home. Reserve online at lakehouseinn.com. Kentucky, home to fast horses, good bourbon, and bluegrass music. The Hometown Bluegrass Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Hometown Bluegrass Show, presented by Allen Music Shop. Dot dot com. com. Appreciate y'all being with us. Hey, we are super excited because right now our guest for tonight is somebody who's gotten real brave and decided to join us. Mr. Dalton Harper. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How about y'all? Doing great, man. Skyline recording artist, Dalton Harper. That sounds more official, don't it? That, yeah, that sounds a lot better. Yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, we appreciate you being here, man, and uh, I'm not sure why you wanted to uh, subject yourself to the punishment that you're about to uphold here, but uh, we'll have some fun, okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here, and I guess my first question I have for you um, is, has anybody ever told you you sound just like Josh Williams when you sing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I've been... I've been told that, but uh, you've been called worse, haven't you? Anybody told Josh Williams he sounds like Dalton? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. Man. That's hilarious. That's so great. Well, I tell you, I will tell you, man. One of the first time I heard you, I, I was like, "Wait a minute, what the heck?" You know, and uh, I have run your songs by other people just for experimental purposes. You know, my wife and other friends, and I'm like, "Who do you think this is?" And it's like. I don't know. It kind of sounds like Josh Williams. <laughs> I was like, it's not. It's Dalton Harper. Man, a couple of years ago or maybe a year ago or so, I was at uh, Spigma, and every single person that I walked by was like, you know, man, I heard somebody that got to tell me about, you know, Dalton. I was like, well, yeah, I know who that is. You know, I mean, I've known him a long time, actually, since yeah. he was really young and didn't have all that facial hair and had a lot more hair on top. He looked kind of like, like me. You. you know, I don't have any of that either anymore, hardly. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, just, just I, I was like, no, I haven't heard this, you know. I mean, I want to hear it. That's great. And I guess, Dalton, your, uh, uh, your most recent record didn't, uh, my ex-wife, Danny, I think she sang on it, didn't she? Uh, yeah, she, uh, that, the newest single that is out, she, uh, she's singing tenor on it. Okay. Uh, uh, Cast the Devil from Your Mind. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, even she's like, wow, he sounds a lot like you. <laughs> I was like, well, cool. Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird when we was recording. She kept telling me if I if I asked her to do something, she said, "All right, Josh." Oh, that's funny. Well, <laughs> I hope she. <laughs> that that's funny. I, I'm I'm very. Uh, I, she did a great job, man. It sounds great. Well, she's an yeah. amazing singer, anyway. But yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll get. Uh, I want to talk more about that in just a minute. I think my first thing. Oh, my second thing I want to ask you is uh, talk a little bit about your family band. I know my first, um, personally, um, 
experience, I guess, with the Harper family music was um, one of your older family band uh, albums. This I can't remember the name of the album, but it was the one with uh, Salt and Light and Wherever You Are on it. Those songs. Uh, yeah, that should have been uh, our changing album. Okay. Uh, that was the second to last album I was on with them. Okay. Well, that was the, yeah, the first album I heard. I had a, a buddy of mine at church said, man, you would love this song and go check it out. And he sent me Salt and Light. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what a cool song. And I just that's when I first started kind of following you guys. And that was only maybe about five years ago so, or, or so. So um, so when did you guys all start playing as a family band? Uh, 2009. Um, I was a sophomore in high school, and uh, Dad had came home and said, well, as soon as the school year ends, we're going full time on the road. Really? Uh, yep. Yeah, we started a music ministry, and uh, how old were you then? I was fifteen. Fifteen, and so, yep. so it's your dad, your mom, you, and two sisters. Is that right? A uh, little brother and little sister. Little brother, little sister. Okay. So, um, is that your only siblings? Uh, yep. So it was the whole family. Yep. Well, that's cool. So they how were was great it? too, man? Yeah. How was it? Um, how was it doing that traveling around the country with your family? Well, we uh, we we love each other. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a bonus. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. <clears throat> we had, I think, in two thousand. I think it was two thousand ten. Um, my little brother had actually only been playing a mandolin since May of '09 when we first started, and uh, we got in and we went to the Spigma band contest just to kind of get some exposure. Uh huh. We ended up winning it. Oh, wow. Uh, in 2010. And then that was the same year that I met Josh for the first time. Oh, at really? Silver Dollar City. Yeah, that's right. Silver yeah. Dollar City. Okay. So yeah. in 2010. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. We took off from there. And uh, by the time we made our second year run, Dad just asked me to start doing all the booking. Well, I got a little out of hand. And. Uh, <laughs> We are in 2011 and 12, I think it was. Uh, we played right at 300 dates a year for both years. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of working, man. Yeah, uh, we was tired. Not bad. <laughs> but we pretty well lived on our bus the whole time, and uh, we just we rented our house out back home, and we just stayed on the road pretty well everywhere we went. Wow. Now, were you writing music at this point? Writing some of your songs? Well, Yep. Um, the uh, the Changes album, the title track of that album is actually one that I wrote. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that song. And the albums before that one, you can't hardly find them anymore. I don't even know if we have any copies of them anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, me and my mom and little brother, all three write. Yeah. And, and mom, her songwriting is very, very in-depth, like a Ron Block style. Right. It's, it's almost like you got to search out the author of the song in order to understand what exactly what it's meaning. <laughs> so and, did she write wherever you are? Uh, no, I'm trying to think. Um, no, there was there was one song. But, uh, I can't remember what the name of it was, but she has uh, it's a it's a story. That's that's the main thing of whatever thing we would do. We would try to make all of our songs, uh, storyline songs, if, if we were writing them. Yeah. Uh, she wrote Well Done on that album. Okay. Gotcha. 
Well, it was it was a great album, and um, so from the family band days, I mean, when how old were you guys whenever um, you guys stopped doing that, and what did you do from there? Well, uh, 2013 is whenever I uh, found out that I had cancer. Yes, that's what I want to talk yeah. about as well. Yeah, uh, we went through the first bout, and I was still playing music with them. We had slowed down a little bit, um, but after that first bout, we hit it hard again, and then the following January in uh, 14, it, it came back. Hmm. And uh, when it came back that second time, I just stepped back and mm-hmm. said, I'm done. And how old were you then? Uh, I was 19. 19. So you're 19 years old, you're playing music, traveling the country, and all of a sudden you find out you have, was it Hodgkin's lymphoma? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so... Um, Wow, but I mean, what does that do to a nineteen-year-old? I mean, that's bound to well, be. Yeah, you find out you're not ten foot tall and bulletproof pretty quick. <laughs> I bet. Mm. Yeah, uh, it it really messed with my mind pretty bad there for a, a while, and uh, I was in my head, I was mad at God for mm-hmm. in my mind. I was I was ministering mm-hmm. and doing my part, and huh. I didn't understand. I mean, I still don't understand why I had it. Mm-hmm. But all I know is I've got a great testimony to go along with it now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, he pulled you through it, and I mean, twice, I guess, didn't he? I mean, you. Yeah. Yeah. So it came back. You you beat it again, and now you just yep. kick its butt, and you're out there just spreading the gospel. That's. Yes, sir. That's uh, actually, cool. this year makes ten years. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. So cool. That's so great. So when did um, the is that approximately when you joined Cedar Hill or what? kind of happened after that no after that i i got into a little bit of a wild side um, yeah and went off and partied and drank and fought and run around and yeah we've all, uh, we've all been there. For, for a while yeah uh, in and out of jail a couple times and yeah and having to Wonder if I'm going to call my mom is the, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the biggest part of it. Like, well, I'm here again. Do you, uh, what do you want to do with this? All right. <laughs> That's uh, always the hardest call. It yeah. was always so much oh, easier man. for me to call dad than it was mom, you know, just because of that. Yeah, you made that call before, didn't you? Oh, I've made that call. I've made all kinds of those calls, man. Uh, I really have, you know. Well, it's crazy. So, but no, I started uh, playing with Cedar Hill and. 2019. Oh, okay. So you were several years there not really playing much. Yeah, I, I traveled around with a couple of little country groups here and there and uh, didn't do a whole lot. Right, just here and there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. So how did the Cedar Hill... Uh, the Cedar Hill had been a band for a while before, hadn't he? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, in 19, I think, Frank Ray had said they've been going for almost 50 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought they'd been around a long time. Yeah, old Frank's been hard at it for a long time. Yep. And uh, I had actually entered the band contest at Spigma with a band that I was playing with called Dead End Road. We we named it Dead End Road thinking, well, we're not going anywhere with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frank and them was in the crowd whenever we was in the contest and he asked all the band members, he's like, hey, what do you think of him? And he approached me after the contest was over and asked if I wanted a job. Wow. Well, so. that kind of worked out, didn't it? Yeah. Dead End Road was no more. Yeah, they, you guys uh, aren't really that far apart from each other either, are you? 
Uh, no, Franklin's about an hour and a half from me. There you go. And where do you live in Missouri? I live in a little town called Bunker. Okay. Is that around the Springfield center of the state? or? No, it's more uh, more southeastern um, toward the boot hill. We're oh, about okay. an hour southeast of Rolla. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. You're not too far from from me in far western Kentucky there. so. No, sir. Not too far away. Well, that's cool. We're right there where the where the Ohio runs into the mighty Mississippi, so mm-hmm. we can look across yeah, and see Missouri. Yeah, actually going to be in your neck of the woods pretty quick. I know. I wanted to, to mention that uh, to the folks. Uh, you got uh, March the 10th, I think it was. You're going to be in Wycliffe, right? Yes, sir. Yep, I'll be at uh, Daniel Fraser's church there in Wycliffe, Kentucky, uh, March 10th on that Sunday morning. Yeah, Victory Baptist Church in Wycliffe. So if you uh, want to get out, we're going to try to get down there and see see you guys. Actually, um, I'm supposed to sing at my church that Sunday, but I'm I'm thinking about just uh, tell them sorry. I gotta go see Dalton. I can't sing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah, that's great. Our uh, the little band I play in, our lead singer uh, Daniel, the pastor there, they're cousins, and so um, so I think she's going to join us too. So we're excited about that. So so are you going to be uh, like? Playing music or sharing your testimony or both or what's the what's the plan for that? Um, it's it's both. Yeah. Um, whenever we go, we there's no sparing of music, but uh, you can't go to a church without ministering. And if you're not sharing your testimony, I don't feel like you're ministering all you can. Mm-hmm. You do that a lot, don't you? You like you know travel to a lot of churches. That's kind of is that primarily what you do now? Or well, um, that's. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a ministry mindset, mm-hmm. and churches have always been good to us. Um, I, I don't mind playing bluegrass festivals. I've, we play bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we go to them places uh, to play festivals, I mean, we do gospel material, add it into our sets, but it's uh, primarily bluegrass. But for the most part, we play churches. Right. Well, that's cool. Well, your songwriting is is amazing. I mean, you've written some great songs. I mean, I think one of my favorites is Everything to Me that Kenny and Amanda Smith did. I mean, that's a great song. Um, Highway of Love, of course, you know, was, was a real popular one for you, I'm sure. And uh, uh, but um, I wish I wrote Highway of Love. Oh, you do I, not? I, I, okay. Yep, I wrote uh, Coming Home to You. Okay, gotcha. Highway of Love was your album. Who wrote it? Paula Breedlove. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's a great song. So you should have wrote that, man. What was you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> it is It is really cool for me to be able to see how well you're doing, man, and, and uh, to hear hear what you're doing. You know, you can you can really hear the 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 life. You know, the 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 way that your past you know you can hear that that comes through in music you know and i feel like for myself i know there's certain songs that um because of what i went through i sang completely differently and i sing better to a point you know i'm able to convey the message of the song or or whatever you know i mean it's just cool to hear that in in your singing and your in your uh, songwriting well i appreciate it yeah i, I... I like to put as much emotion as I possibly can into my singing. You got to, um, man. That's that's where it's at. You know, I mean, you do great, dude. Well, I appreciate it. 
Yeah, man. So you started early, but I mean, you're bound to have some musical influences in your life. You know, was there anybody that you idolized? And you don't have to say Josh Williams since he's sitting here, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. oh, I took a lot from Josh. Uh, <laughs> listening to records as a kid, Dad's actually uh, sat me down with Dual Lawson records right off the bat. Yeah. And, nice. Uh, he told me, he said, now, you listen to his rhythm. And then he said, a Lonesome River Band album in front of me. And he said, hey, listen to Kenny Smith's rhythm. And then listen to Dan Tominski's rhythm on Allison Krause's stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I went through, and I mean, I'd rather play rhythm than, than pick. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that was another thing that I really thought of Josh. Uh, I'd heard him say that once before, and I thought, yeah. At least I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's that's where it's at, dude. I have more fun doing that than I do anything. Yeah. Uh, especially the fact that in certain songs, you can change your rhythm. Yeah. Of how, Like if a banjo kicks into kick into a Jimmy Martin rhythm where it's got more drive to it. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a sappy song, kick into a, a, a Kenny Smith rhythm or a Tony Rice rhythm where you can kind of do a little bit of cross-picking while you're doing rhythm. It just, it, Absolutely. It's so fun. Well, and it's cool that you hear that. There's a lot of a lot of players that don't pick up on that. You know, it's not something that's even in in their mind because they're, you know, they're thinking about just other things. They're not thinking about the the different. You know, most people play guitar and they play rhythm, and that's you know one way, and that's it. You know, they don't uh, they don't think about things that way. And the fact that you do just speaks highly of your musicianship. You know, I mean, the fact that you hear things like that, you can hear the difference between uh, this person's rhythm or that person's rhythm or, you know, all of that stuff. I, I think that's really impressive. You know, there's a lot of people that aren't able to hear that stuff. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I've, I've, I pride myself on trying to be a good rhythm player. <laughs> well, hey, man, that's what's important. You know, I mean, there's a... Anybody can play them them really showy licks, you know what I mean? What's really important on a bluegrass guitar, I think, is the rhythm and knowing where to put all those things and where not to put all those things. You know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of great players out there, and I'm not knocking anybody by any means. I'm just saying, to me and what I like to hear, uh, the rhythm is first. You know, and even Tony told me that the times that I was working with him, you know, he said, you know, you play rhythm first, you know, and and uh, he was the same way. He would just as soon sit around and let other people take all the leads and just play rhythm to everything, you know. And uh, yeah, so that's that's cool. Yeah, man. That's a cool. different feel and a drive that you you don't get whenever you have somebody that's just playing just one straight rhythm the whole time. Right. If you can if you can differentiate what rhythm sounds better in a certain song, it has a different feel to your your Absolutely. jam session or your stage presence. Absolutely. It's a it's a dynam- dynamic thing, you know. I mean it's the yep. dynamics is not just about volume. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 about texture and structure and all this stuff, you know, along with it. And this it's just uh it's cool to hear people talk like that because you know there's there's so many people out there that just that just stuff like that gets overlooked all the time you know yeah yes that's cool so you talked about being in a little bit of a country band and stuff i mean were there any country music influences that you had early on in life or uh a lot of mine are the same as everybody else's yeah uh, nothing I'm wrong with that huge i'm a huge keith whitley fan yeah mm-hmm. um 
and as far as the country singing goes, I sing country different than I do bluegrass. Right. Because there's a lot of country songs that have a real deep meaning to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you there's a lot of bluegrass songs. You can only go over the mountain so many times. Right. That's right. Or get on the trains. I mean, uh, you can only kill right. her so many times. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ugh. But in country songs, it feels like the lyrics have a deeper meaning to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of pain in a lot of those lyrics. Yes. And you sing them different. Yeah. And uh, another I, one that I listen to all the time is Don Williams. Mm. I'm a huge Don Williams fan. Yeah, me too. I love a song that evokes some kind of emotion, you know, that just, yes. I want to feel it. So that's cool. Speaking of that, you know, so how did you end up, speaking of old country, you know, the Desert Rose Band song, that you know, Love Reunited that you uh, recorded. How did that come about? That's a great song, and I love your version of it. Well, uh, when we was gathering songs for that album, Will McSeveny, uh, the the man who owns the label that I'm with, he told me, he said, I want you to send me a version of such and such songs with just you and a guitar Mm -hmm. to judge how you sing it and if I can feel the emotion while you're singing it. Hmm. And uh, we got to Love Reunited and it it was one that he he threw at me and he said, learn this one. I was like, well, I already know that one. He said, all right, we'll do a version of it just just you and a guitar and i sent it to him and he said we're cutting that one <laughs> nice i'm like okay yeah and, it's, uh, like you i think the your version is just a hair faster than the original or something seems it like. is yeah yep. but i like it it's just uh i always loved that song growing up but you know it's, your version's really cool now is that one that the desert rose band guys did mm-hmm. they write that i'm not sure yes. hillman or uh, it was, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. yep steve day and chris hillman yep and i'll be dang yep that's right. I and did Chris read that. has been—he's been promoting it himself. Great! Wow. And that helped. He's been doing uh, stuff on Dwight Yoakam's Serious Channel and promoting it, and it's been played on that channel five or six times in the past couple weeks. Man, that's great! Congrats! That's killer. Yeah, you don't get much more, um, you know, honor than that than the person who wrote the song promoting your version of it. And and right. and the history of that guy, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. holy cow! I mean. All the way from the Birds to the Burrito Brothers to the Desert Rose Band. I mean, that guy has mm-hmm. been around the block in the music world, man. Yep. In every genre, just about, you know. Great mandolin player. He's such a good guy. He, uh, uh, yeah. He reached out to us whenever we we sent him a version of it just to show him, hey, somebody recorded your song. And uh, he reached out and he's like, man, I love it. And ever since then, he's been... He's been talking to me and uh, Will just consistently back and forth on social media. Man, that's awesome. such a great guy. Tell him, send you some more material, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's one of them guys that whenever he writes, he writes stuff that has emotion and feeling to him. He's lived it, man. Yep. You know, I would love to just sit in a room with him sometime. I've never gotten to meet him. I know Herb and I know John, but I've never gotten to meet Chris before. And uh, I would love to just sit in a room and just, you know, just hear stories about his time with uh, with Graham Parsons and with uh, even with Clarence White, man. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yep, that's cool. 
such yeah, history. Yeah, because what Clarence, one of the original birds. He was, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he was original or not, but he was definitely in the group. Uh, I do know that, you know, and I'm not saying that he wasn't. I just don't know. Um, but I do know that it was in that band when they built the original B-Bender that Marty Stewart plays today, you know, they, uh, oh, that's, wow. that is the heaviest guitar. <laughs> oh, really? it's, it's two electric guitar bodies stuck together oh, my because Lord. it was just a normal 52 Telecaster beforehand. And they built the whole contraption of the B bender inside another body, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then attached it to the huh. original back of, uh, of the original guitar. And, yeah, so that's that's to this day that's the guitar Marty plays, man. Wow, wow, that's crazy. Well, Dalton, you've done a lot already in your short life, and uh, you have a powerful testimony. And um, man, I just applaud you for uh, for keeping it going and the fight that you won. You know, with cancer and your ministry, you keep it going. And uh, man, you're making some great music. You're writing great music, playing great music, and uh, and we just uh, appreciate your efforts and. Uh, tell tell the folks how they can can uh, keep up with you and what you're doing and uh, where you're playing and stuff. Uh, sure thing. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Dalton Harper Music. Um, you can go to my website daltonharper.com or on Instagram where it's Dalton Harper Music also. Awesome. Very well, nice. We I don't even think Josh knows this, but we uh, talked earlier today, you and I, and I uh, think we've got, got him booked for the Kentucky Opry for our Bluegrass Night in June the 7th. So, That's great, yeah. man. That so, is awesome. Yeah, I think we've got that worked out. So um, stay tuned for more info on that and get to uh, Kentucky Opry on June the 7th and, um, and hear Dalton and uh, – his band there so we're excited about that so man you're gonna have to tell your family hello from me i'll do it i'll do it well, let's they're see. on back to the road too yeah how are they yeah, singing for a few years and now they're they're back at it huh. well good well, oh that's cool that's really neat well they're great singers as well so that's cool to see that they're still out making great music too so yeah, that's great, man. We sure do appreciate you taking time out of your evening to to uh, hang out with us here, man, and talk with us. Well, I appreciate the invite. All Anytime, right. man. You're always welcome back, too. Yeah, man. We can't wait to see you around these parts here in western Kentucky, and uh, you keep doing what you're doing, and we will talk soon, buddy. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, Dalton. Have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. Dan Fogelberg said one time, it seems like bluegrass people have more great stories to tell than other musicians. You're listening to the Hometown Bluegrass Show. All right, welcome back to the Hometown Bluegrass Show. We're so thankful for Dalton Harper taking the time to join us tonight. That was a good conversation with him, buddy. Man, I tell you what, he's a he's a great young man. Yeah, he is. Class act. I, I know he's been through a lot, too, you know, and some of that stuff I've been through just like him. But mm-hmm. to be able to... Uh, to come back from from such a deadly cancer not once but twice you know know. just wow what a story yeah what a a story yeah if you get a chance testimony go go see him you need to and uh, he's going to be around these parts here uh, coming up soon and then uh, we're going to have him at the kentucky opry on uh, june the 7th so we're excited about that so man my dad used to always tell me this whenever something like that would you know somebody he would meet somebody that had been through something or whatever and he said, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I know when anytime somebody says there's no God, I just feel so sorry for him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you can't 
see a sunrise, sunset, watch a baby born or a butterfly being hatched and not real, think there's a God. I mean, mm. makes no sense to me. But anyway, well, we've had a great show. Um, again, you guys uh, look us up on Facebook at the Hometown Bluegrass Show. Uh, tell us you're listening. We want to hear from you and um, know uh, what you're thinking about the show. And um, we Absolutely. Wanna, we want to hear from all you guys. And uh, I'll, uh, we're going to put a video of um, Josh playing the intro to I've Forgotten You uh, on the mandolin. And you can uh, check that out and um, practice with that as well. And don't forget, if you want to register for two free tickets to the Industrial Strength Bluegrass Festival, Coming up here in March of 2024, March the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd in Wilmington, Ohio. It's simple. All you got to do is go to the Hometown Bluegrass Show Facebook page. Simply leave us a comment or a message telling us why you love bluegrass music, and we will randomly pick a winner on February the 29th. Uh, Don't forget to write in about your uh, your hometowns as well. That's right. Yep. Hometowns. Uh, we talked about Benton, Kentucky tonight. And uh, let us know what you want to hear about next week. Um, tell us about your hometown and why uh, bluegrass music is so important in your hometown. So we want to hear about that as well. So, But uh, anyway, it's been a good show, man. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. it. Always. Appreciate you, Always man. good to be here with you. Luke. Always good. Always good to be here with you, my friend. And for you and for everybody else out there, if nobody said today that they love you, I love you. Well, I love you too, honey. I appreciate <laughs> it. And I love bluegrass music. Absolutely. And I love the Hometown Bluegrass Show presented by AllenMusicShop.com. Y'all have a good night, everybody. been a Bats Creative Audio production.